Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, the voice of Nathan Drake from Uncharted. And once you're finished reading my book, Drake's Journal, you need to listen to Podcast Beyond, only on IGN. Sweet. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Do not underestimate the power of place. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 221. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. I doubt it. I doubt it. And making his Podcast Beyond debut as an IGN employee, the one and only uh, Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> Great. I like that nickname. Yeah? I'll Get closer to the mic. There you go. Get on it. Get on it. Rub it all your face. I'll lean into it. I'm right, leaning go, towards yeah. it. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb, you've been on a bunch of meaningless podcasts with Mike Mitchell before, but now you're on a real podcast. Uh, explain to people who you are and why they might know you. Uh, so I replaced Ryan Clements today. He got fired. Um, <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm the new news editor. And Not I even started, that new anymore, though, right? Uh, yeah, I started in October. Okay. We've just so. taken forever to get you on here. Yeah, that's true. Thanks a lot. No problem. But before that, you were a podcast beyond fan. You were one. You were uh, you were one of the kids who sent in the photo of you in the shirt. I was. I bought uh, a green podcast beyond shirt that everyone made fun of me for. Yeah, with I'm good dumb. reason. Yeah, yeah, but it was great. Yeah, you sent that photo of you and Craig Harris at uh, New York. Yeah, yes, I uh, I showed up to a, a meet and greet in New York wearing my podcast Beyond shirt. Mm-hmm. It was good. Good. And then today you, or yesterday, I guess you had a, you had your first IGN package of all time show. I did. I got a Mass Effect three hoodie. Nice. And that. then it was way too big on me, so now you have it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, Wait, I EA did. sent you a Mass Effect three hoodie? They did. It's very nice. This is what you know. This is how EA rolls, and this is how everybody rolls. First mm. off, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time on the show and mm. in, in on IGN.com in general, which you should be reading every day. But yeah, yesterday they announced the Mass Effect Three downloadable cost, or I'm sorry, pre-order information, right? Right. Yeah, like the guns and armor for pre-ordering from GameStop or Origin. And so to accompany that, they sent out sweatshirts. Yeah. Yeah. Which made sense. Yeah, totally. It makes more sense. Combat Arms just sent a bunch of uh, toy planes. No game. Nothing. Yeah, you, we we dumped them all on Collins' desk. Yeah, I just gave them to to the community team. Uh, I'm reviewing Mass Effect Three. I didn't get a hoodie. Oh well, well you have to stay unbiased. You yeah, have to stay yeah, objective. True. That's true. I, I get to stay warm. You have to stay unbiased and objective. <laughs> it would have been really big on you anyway. To be fair, I don't think so. Collins bigger than he looks. Yeah, I'm fatter than I look. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm go smarter far. than I seem as well. We're lucky to have you here. Thank you. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. See, that's the litmus test right there. If you can, if you know the Roper Report jingle, because so many other people just freeze up when we start doing it. You joined right in. I liked it. You're, you're, it's a big moment for you. I know it well. It is. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing. I was downstairs in the bathroom, just like rehearsing. Just in the mirror. Yeah, I mean, it's my day. It's my time to shine. It's a pound, you know, like like a full yeah. player before he gets on the field. I guess you. I mean, Roper Report. It's starting. So here you go. But the big news. We're back. It feels good. We're shaking off the rust here, yep. the ring rust. I, know, New I, do, year. Feel, I do feel a little rusty. The, the, uh, just so people know, because we didn't do a, an episode last week, that was the first time we didn't do an episode for a week since March of 2010. Yeah. We went over 90 episodes in a row. Yeah, last week, IGN had the week off, and so didn't do a show. Colin had just gotten back from New York. I was laid out on the couch being fat. More or, uh, Clements, he was over in uh, Buffalo still. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Doing things. We do Now, now we're back. Should we say we're here we're full today? power. Uh, uh, Clements is at jury duty right now. He's coming back soon, but I didn't want to wait. I just want to get the show done with. He's gone today. I'm going to be gone tomorrow. I'm going to miss him. Team's falling apart. No, no. Team's falling apart. No, no. Uh, before we get into it, though, um, Omi, our good friend Omi, writes into beyond at IGN.com, just like you can to be part of the show. He says, Beyond. 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 How was your holiday? What games did you play, and what movies and or TV shows did you watch? Colin? Uh, my holiday was good. It was restful. I spent time with my family. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I didn't play anything on PlayStation 3. I played uh, Hot Shots Golf and uh, Golden Abyss on Vita. Nice. Um, almost done with Golden Abyss. Hot Shots Golf's really fun. Yeah, um, I love Hot Shots. And uh, what movies did I watch? I, I watched, uh, I don't know, some random films, I guess you can say. Okay. Uh, I watched some television shows. Uh, read a lot, though. Been reading a lot. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? Nerd. Uh, reading a, uh, a book uh, right now on uh, North Korea uh, called In the Care of, a, of Our Heavenly Father, or Loving Father, or something like that. Something about uh, uh, Kim Il-sung and, and uh, the kind of like the, the uh, dynasty over there, the, the communist dynasty. That was recommended to me uh, by a reader, on, uh, of, uh, or a reader of IGN, a listener of a Podcast Beyond on Facebook. I got you. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Goldie, what would you, you do? It was good. Uh, I stayed here because my flight for Thanksgiving was really stupidly expensive, uh-huh. so I was stuck here. But um, yeah, I hung out. I played Infamous 2. Um, ah, yeah, you did. What did you think? Uh, I like it so far. All right, good. I, um, I'm not doing too many missions, though. Like, I did some UGC, but I, I'm mostly just going around getting, like, the blast shards and stuff. Um, but I like it. Okay. And um, movies. I watched Moneyball, which I liked. Okay. I saw 50 50. Did it make um, you cry? Did you cry? No, but it was really good. I really like that movie. Okay. Um, Growth of Dragon Tattoo. I saw that. I like that. I was good, very, I was a big fan of that movie. Good rape scene in that one. Well, I, that's not why I liked it. And <laughs> <Hey. laughs> that's not Andy why I liked it. Well, yeah, he knows how this show rolls. No, yeah, that was like, yeah, that, that whole movie was super intense and effed up. It is, yeah. yeah. But it, I liked it. I really recommend, highly recommend it. More keeping, yeah, in, I agree. More keeping in line with the topical nature of Podcast Beyond, was there any abortions in it? There no. were no abortions in <laughs> that podcast. It's, it's a trilogy, though. So we're the number one hypothetical abortion know. podcast if you're just joining us. Uh... <laughs> By the way, did you guys see the the trailer for Prometheus? Because that looks fucking awesome. I did see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really good. excited about about that. Nice. Uh, I, I I I'm interested. You know, I, apparently Ridley Scott didn't have this original idea. Like, this is like kind of the origin story of Aliens or whatever, and or Alien, and it didn't really. You know, I really appreciate those movies. Um, well, I like Alien the yeah, best. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah, Aliens. Everyone talks about Aliens, but like, it's fine. I don't know. I, Alien, I love Alien three and four are terrible, obviously. But it's cool when you read the story about like what like like what, what this is and, and stuff like that. It's like a whole different take and whole different spin on this series. And you realize that like the events of alien and aliens are like actually like totally minute and like inconsequential. Hmm. It has to do with like the gods and like, and humans like learning too much and, like, and being extinguished basically. Hmm. And uh, okay. it's, it's pretty cool. A fun video of trivia yeah. here that I don't even know if you knew. Uh, the girl in it, Numi Rapaz, started the Swedish version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, so that was a good full circle. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I saw Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I watched a whole. I watched everything of Breaking Bad. I'm in, I'm all caught up into. The, I'm starting. I had to buy the fourth season since it's not on Netflix. I'm watching that right now. Enjoy the hell out of it. So good. Yeah, and then I played a whole bunch of Vita. Played uh, Beat Uncharted. Uh, I'm playing Katamari right now. Uh, enjoying it. I like the Vita quite a bit. Just Me like too. everybody in Japan does. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Speaking of which, mm-hmm. whatever is will be the report. Know, time for this. Uh, Colin. Yeah. Take me to the spin zone. Okay. The, he- the heavy spin zone? Yeah, the heavy spin there zone. There are uh, the seven items on the list uh, this okay. week. Uh, we'll save the Vita stuff for last. Uh, a new XCOM game has been announced, and it's an actual XCOM game. Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown will be a strategy game will be released on consoles including PS3 as well as PS- uh, PC I don't know when this was a game informer cover right yes no yeah. no release date to it no 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 and uh, yeah just I, I mean you said it's a real XCOM game that's there's a uh, a first person shooter coming sometime later this year also just yeah. called XCOM I, I mean I know we, we were arguing about this a little bit me and Colin we, we raised our voices about it I say that game's dead well, I mean, they, I know I just saw tweets. I've seen tweets from Jim Riley saying that it's not dead. It's still being worked on. Colin says development hell. It's yeah. a development hell for sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the game has been off delayed. Yeah, uh, they delayed it during their earnings call to fiscal 2013. Yeah. But um, the thing is, 
their fiscal year is all weird, so that could still mean just second half of 2012. Man, I don't know. Because we haven't seen that thing since that two E3s ago when they came by the office yeah. and showed it to us. It's like, and then, even then, I was like, this doesn't look that good. It's a hell of an investment, though, to yeah. not just release something. You know? I guess, man. I don't know. Uh, number two, if you're an active EVE Online player, you're in luck. I am. Because CCP is currently signing EVE players up for the Dust 514 closed beta. Uh, it's unclear whether the, uh, when the beta will start, and it's equally unclear when or if people who are not part of the EVE community will be able to sign up and partake in the beta action. Thankfully, I should hopefully get into the beta soon. Um, so uh, we'll have some maybe Dust 514 coverage, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the, the situations are going to be. Yeah, I'm going to give you a minute here. Okay. A little bit of soapbox time. Okay. To tell people why they should not be sleeping on Dust 514 and what it is. Okay. Uh, Dust 514 is a PS3 exclusive. Uh, it might be on Vita, too. They, they, they announced it on Vita or talked about it on Vita. But I don't exactly. really it all came st- from E3, if you yeah. forget. I don't know what the status of it is, though. So we'll just for now call it. It's a Sony exclusive. Yeah. Um, it's a first-person shooter. And it'll be downloadable on PSN. Uh, I think it's supposed to come out this summer. And what's cool about it is that it will intimately intertwine with EVE Online, which is an MMO, a PC MMO that's uh, somewhat popular and actually quite old um, that's been going around for a long time. And what's cool about Dust 514, even though we haven't really played it within the confines of the universe, is how intimately intertwined it's supposed to be with EVE in terms of the effects one game has has on the other. So if everything goes according to plan, Dust 514 is actually going to be probably the most ambitious shooter ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because it affects, as, right? It's it's part of what's happening in the MMO is then happening now in a first-person shooter. Exactly. I, I you know I don't play Eve, but basically Eve is like ship-to-ship combat and 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 planetary combat or whatever. Uh-huh. So I, I as far as I understand it, when a ship in Eve lands on a planet or like sends forces to the planet, that is Dust Five One Four. So it's like a a little you know a, a small battle that affects the larger Eve universe or whatever. So what happens on the planet will affect the outcome of things that happen, I guess, in space and EVE Online. Um, it's really cool. It sounds really cool. No, it's a good um, idea. It sounds neat. But I, I, it's so ambitious that I don't know if it's going to work. And, but, can it be standalone? Like, can you play it without EVE? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We haven't, okay. you know, I, I think Damon played it in Germany when we were there. I didn't play it. I had other appointments. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I think he was just playing combat. I don't think it was within the confines of how the game's actually supposed to work. Um, and uh, I assume we'll get to play it uh, we'll be in the beta, and I assume maybe we'll get to go play it. I don't know. Okay. Um, that would be nice. But, yeah, people are sleeping on the game. PlayStation Blog's been talking about it a lot, obviously, um, trying to promote it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I'm definitely excited about it just because it sounds so cool. You know? Yeah. Um, All right. Thank yeah. you. Get yeah. off your soapbox. Get back okay. to the news. The news goal for wrote. Or did I write it? Is. I'm, I'm uh, over two so far. Yeah, you didn't write... Uh, I wrote the CCP story. Um, a Disney newsletter has revealed the existence of... Epic Mickey 2. Did you write this one? This is Krupa. Uh, unlike the original Epic Mickey, Epic Mickey 2 will be released on PS3, 360, and Wii as opposed to just the Wii. And it's so set people to be will probably play it. 2012. Here's the thing with this story, though. Um, this was on, it was like a Disney fan site, I think it is. It's called Stitch Kingdom. And um, it's a combination of two things. So there was this Disney newsletter that confirmed that Epic Mickey 2 is coming. And then there was a, a piece of it was from a Disney survey sent out to people that talked about it being multi-platform and talked about a co-op mode. So technically, the only thing Disney has actually announced is that it's coming in 2012, and those other details are kind of up in the air. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for that clarification. Will it be another Warren Spector joint? That's what we're all wondering. Hopefully. Yeah. Did you play the original? Uh, I did. I didn't beat it, but I played like a couple hours of it. Yeah. It was fun. 
<laughs> I was, I was ringing endorsement. I was yeah. really surprised that it wasn't ported to PS3. To be honest, I, no, totally. I was. I expected them to do it because in like when I we, I did an interview with Spectre at E3 one year, and I was like, yeah, you know, is this, and this is the same year that Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever was playing in the background that was then immediately canceled after everybody's like, this is a cool game, canceled. Uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, there's no plans, but we'll talk about it. We'll see how it does. Blah blah. And I thought for sure because it was a a game so many people liked. So people dug that game, but it didn't sell incredibly well because it was only on Wii. And it was like, well, why wouldn't you port it over to Move or to Connect or whatever? And, but that was one of those games that was like when we saw the concept art, it was so exciting, and they were talking about like evil Mickey, and yeah, then yeah. like they slowly scaled it back more and more. And by the time it came out, it was like kind of a watered down version. Yeah, of yeah, what I hear you. I hear you. Um, it's not too late. You, I, I bet actually, if Epic Mickey two does come to PS3, that I bet you Epic Mickey does come as well on the same disc. Maybe, no, or maybe it'd be, be like cool. a digital game for like twenty bucks. Yeah, that'd be great, and you get a voucher or something when you buy it. Uh, number four, if you purchase Twisted Metal on PS3 this February, you'll get an added bonus in the form of a voucher to, down- to download the digital version of the PS2 classic, Twisted Metal Black. Here's how it went for me. I saw the cover art, and it said for the Twisted Metal box art for Twisted Metal PS3, and it says get a free PSN game. And I thought, awesome, they're giving you twenty bucks of PSN money. And then I found out it was another Twisted Metal. I, that why would I do this? Yeah. I just bought Twisted Metal. I don't want another Twisted Metal. I'm playing Twisted yeah, Metal. Weird. I think it's to appeal to, to people. That was the last big Twisted Metal True. game. So I think it's it's to appeal to, oh, I remember Twisted Metal Black and this, you know, I can play it. Oh, I get this new Twisted Metal game or whatever. I think it's, I, I you know what? I think Twisted Metal is going to do a lot better than we might think it's going to do as far mm-hmm. as a PS3 exclusive. I'm not so. saying it's going to do a million copies. Oh, I hear, you. I hear you. But I bet you it does pretty well. Because you want to put a number on it? You want to roll these dice? You want to no, put a pizza on it? No? Okay. No. I don't. Okay. But I, I think it, I think it'll move PS3s, too. Because I, I think that people have, like... Imagine if you were in college in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, like, uh-huh. some of us were, I guess. And, now I'm a banker. And, uh, I have a wife and now and you're a banker. But you think about those days playing Twisted Metal 2 or, or even Twisted Metal Black or whatever. If you're yeah. friends, whatever, you see Twisted Metal, you haven't played the game in a while. Like, that game speaks to people, I think, a lot more than almost anything else that, that's on the PS3, frankly. Yeah, and that's how it is for me, even, because um, I love Twisted Metal 2, and I... I never played like what's the PSP one head on, head on, head on. Yeah. yeah I never played that and so like this is um I'm excited for it like I would I, you buy a PS3 for it if you didn't have a PS3 would you buy a PS3 for it uh probably not yeah see that's what I think yeah I don't know I mean I, I played Twisted Metal I saw it recently um you sat and spoke with David Jaffe for quite some time uh, with Ryan refused to stay uh, beyond well, yeah, refused to stay beyond no, he'll be he'll be on though uh, I'm sure he will and he'll have some sins to answer for but uh the game, the game looks really good I had fun every time I play it I have fun playing it and I haven't played it in months like last time I played it was Judges Week maybe of E3 yeah E3 was the last time I had played it and even seen it and I remember then we talked about it and I'm like I don't know man like yeah, you weren't happy with how it looked yeah like, the visually. game looked like it was it just didn't look good until that uh the mech trailer that trailer that showed oh, like the mech trailer thing. yeah, yeah like, that was the trailer. one that got me excited for it and like um going back like i i don't think i anyone's gonna buy a ps3 just for that but i think like if they were on the fence it could push somebody gotcha over. gotcha yeah. but anyways it looks better now it's actually fit, it looks visually. better and, and yeah i think the fidelity is obviously better but i i think uh the game looks really fun we got to see like single player and multiplayer we were um in a room with a bunch of testers basically mm-hmm. um and they were showing us a bunch of stuff and th- you know i'm excited about that game you know and i wasn't a big twisted metal fan at all during the playstation era those were like rentals or you go to your friend's house and play because i was such an rpg dork at that time like, yeah, yeah. And, you, and i had my my fucking hands full frankly with all that yeah. stuff with yeah. azor dreams and uh and threads of fate as anyway, backwater as David Jaffe's vocabulary is, he knows how to make a game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, 
Number five, Gotham City Imposters, the upcoming downloadable first-person shooter, has been delayed. Originally slated to come out next week, it will now come out sometime in February. Womp, 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 womp. Do we know about the beta? Wasn't there a beta soon? There was. It started up, and I think they... I mean, I imagine it would continue to go now. But yeah, it started up a while ago. I played it at a, a preview event a few weeks ago, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it was fun. Like, it wasn't like... I, like, the whole concept of it is just weird to me. Like, as a Batman... As a comic book fan... Here's this guy who's horribly against guns, and like now we're gonna put you on a team, Team Batman against Team Joker, and have you run around with guns. Yeah. And a lot of people, whenever I say this, start making, oh, well, it's, it's piggybacking off of No Man's Land, and yet it's like whatever. It's it's it, when you play it, and it's so cartoony and slapsticky and goofy, it's kind of just like, eh. it seems like yeah. they were so they were making that game, and so they were making a first person shooter downloadable game, and they're like, what if we put Batman on it? And they're like, oh, I, I can shoehorn that in here, yeah. But I don't know. It, it strikes me as another one of those downloadable games. It's gonna be fun, but nobody will really play it. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, I agree. Do you have uh, the biggest Warner Brothers news on there? Mm. The, they've announced the best Superman game of all time, and it's Lego Batman Two. That's true. I don't. I didn't see that. That was must have been last week. No, no, it was no, today. The oh, earlier today. Yeah. yeah, it's coming to Vita too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna. I will double the trophies up on that bitch. Double the trophies. Double but anyways, go for it. Give me the rundown. What's happening? Oh, with Lego Batman Two. Yeah. Uh, like we found out about it about a month ago because uh, there are some toy sets. It's uh, it's a whole line of them, and. Um, yeah, today they officially announced it. You can play as Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Superman, Batman. And it's, uh, yeah, Lego Batman 2 DC superheroes. And you team up against Lex Luthor and um, somebody else. Joker. I saw the Joker. Oh, the Joker. I, read, oh, yeah, I read through it really quickly. So I'm excited. Some other dorks. I've, yeah, totally. I mean, I, obviously, I'm a you know, huge DC Comics nerd. I've been waiting. I was hoping they would just make a Lego Superman game, but this is close enough. Yeah. I, can, I can live with you can this. You can just play them the whole time. It'll have trophies. I'll double the trophies. Did Lego Batman have trophies? It did not. Okay. It was right on the cusp. Yeah, that was the problem. Um, this one I'm just adding in real quick because this br- I wrote this right before we came up here, so okay. I don't have any text for it either. But, no, it's fine. But uh, House of the Dead 3 and 4, uh, which were you know obviously Sega-like on games in the arcade, uh-huh. and they were on Xbox as well. Um, those are coming to PSN exclusively. Um, 3 will come February 7th. The 4th will come oh, wow, sometime in the spring. Uh, they're PlayStation Move enabled. I'm not sure. It does, it's not clear whether uh, Move is mandatory or not. I assume it is. Uh, no, it wouldn't be because they just did extended cut and I reviewed that and you don't need Move controllers for that. Oh, okay, I'd cool. imagine it's just the same engine or whatever. You Good, know what so I mean? people same, might same actually type. buy it. Whoa, Doctor! <laughs> House of the Dead Overkill Extended Cut is a good game. I think I gave it a seven something, seven five, maybe an eight. I don't know. It's fun if you want to like gun game. I liked. I don't. I'm not a huge like gun fan or whatever. But I, there was a House of the Dead game on Dreamcast that I really liked. Uh, I don't know if it was two or maybe even the first one. I don't know. But I was. It was. I just remember there was like terrible voice acting in, in the beginning of it or whatever. And and me, and my friend, you saw like there's just a, a line. It's a terrible line. It's a stupid line. But he's like James. I tried. And then like, he dies or whatever. And we used to just say that over and over again. But I don't know what House of the Dead game that is. Right in the Beyond at IGN.com if you know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm sure someone out there does. Of course. Um, number seven. These the Vita news now. The Vita news. Uh-oh. Two items. It's doing really really well. Me, oh, copies, We're not getting to that yet. A yet, un- a yet un- unsubstantiated report indicates that PlayStation Vita may get a much-needed Monster Hunter game. Incredibly mm-hmm. needed. Uh, the report claims that Monster Hunter will be on Vita by the second half of 2012, though the Monster Hunter it will, it will be remains unclear. Monster Hunter 4 right now is a 3DS exclusive, so I don't know if it will not be a 3DS exclusive anymore. If, if, well, yeah, we don't know anything. If So here's the thing. I mean, just based on te- like just the technical power of the Vita compared to the 3DS, if Monster Hunter 4 is going to be cross-platform or, you know, like uh, multi-platform or whatever, like I assume that it will sell better on Vita. And I oh, think yeah. it, I do think it'll come to Vita because when they announced it, they were very careful. Like they they never said, 
I, like I feel like if it was a 3DS exclusive, they would have said it's a 3DS exclusive. But because they didn't, you know, they said it's coming to 3DS, and and they left that part out. I, I think it could go multi-platform easily. I think, and it has to. I mean, that's we we yeah. we have to answer from for our own sins right now, Colin, yep. and make a case to the IGN reader. Uh, Monster Hunter ginormously successful on PSP, totally moved those units in Japan, a beloved game, blah, blah, blah. We didn't include it on our top 25 PSP games we put up over the list. Why the hell not, Colin? I don't know, because that list is a list. This See, this is the mantra of the list, though, is that it's a list that we own. Yeah. You know, neither of us give a shit about Monster Hunter, and Clements doesn't either. So when we came in, those are the games that we recommend. We stand behind that list. That's yeah. why it's not on there. That was an interesting, yeah, it was one of those comments I tried to answer in the comment field the best I can. But once the comments get to 300, it's impossible. You can't say anything. But, uh, yeah, it's a list that we own, and those are our personalities are reflected in there. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think if you asked any of us to sit down and list 25 games, Monster Hunter would be on there. And I've reviewed Monster Hunters, and I've given them 8s and 8.5s, and I think they're great games. I totally get why people dig those. However, if you, if my best friend, if Andrew Goldfarb walked in right now and said, I'm buying a PSP, give me 25 games to get... I wouldn't put it on that list because it is such a niche game, a niche game, whatever you want to say. Niche. Uh, there was this argument a long time ago on GameScoops, and I'm, I'm never... It's I not know niche. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's not niche. All right, fine. It's, it's, not, it's a niche. I just want to take care uh, it, it comes from Frederick Nietzsche, I believe, so uh, it's niche. <laughs> it doesn't come from Frederick Nietzsche. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's why. No Monster Hunter still there's great. There's no Z in it. <laughs> As we will talk about, I'm sure, here about the Vita sales in a little bit, uh, Monster Hunter desperately needed on Vita, so... It needs to come, yeah, no needs, matter what. It needs something. Although I was thinking Final Fantasy X is going to be another game that's going to push Vita. Anyway, yeah. uh, PlayStation Vita isn't selling well. This is the final number eight. Um, um, uh, after a respectable start pushing 325,000 units in two days, sales have slowed to a trickle. In its subsequent seven days on the market, Vita pushed a little over 70,000. And the following week, when these sales just came out, it sold only 42,648. Lifetime sales of Vita through its re- through, from its release in Japan on December 17th through January 1st where sales figures currently end, sits at about 440000 Ben V writes into Beyond at IGN.com. I have a question about the sales number being released for Vita. Are these sales figures being compared to the international release of the 3DS or Japanese sales only? I don't remember when the 3DS came out in the U.S. versus Japan, but I'm pretty sure it was not separated by two months like the Vita is. We're comparing these just to Japanese numbers, right? Yeah, the, all we have is Japanese yeah. numbers. Um, yeah, and the 3DS Japanese numbers. We're not compar- In other words, we're not comparing the 3DS worldwide numbers of Vita in Japan. 3DS in Japan is beating the shit out of the Vita right now, like yeah. badly. And they're, they're up at uh, over 4 million in Japan alone, I think, yep. and then another 4 million in the, nor- in the U.S. So um, 3DS is picking up steam. Uh, certainly there are games, frankly, on 3DS this year that I'm compelled to play. I'm a huge Kid Icarus fan. Um, that Kid Icarus game doesn't look like a real Kid Icarus game, though, so I'm not really it's sure not, if I want it. But but there are some games. There are definitely like like I always say, a Castlevania game. Announce that I'll go I'll go yesterday and, and buy a 3ds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vita people. Here's the thing, Greg. If, if I may, yeah, please, Colin. Because I've been writing a lot of these stories. Now yeah. I'm the one who proclaimed that Vita was set to succeed. I wrote a story called that. Yeah. This was before the memory card was announced and all those things and, and the kind of the marketing failure with Harrison Ford and all that stuff kind of came out. But I still stand, video but, on but, IG. But I still I still take responsibility for having written this, that story and I and I believe did at the time and I still believe that Vita can do fine and actually still beat 3ds. It's just a matter of the games and this and and selling it, being smart about the, the memory cards and all those things. Um, but people like seem like up in arms that like we write these stories that we want to talk about Vita sales like the Vita sales numbers are relevant it's true that the PlayStation Vita is selling better than any PlayStation device except for PS2 so far 
and with the PSP selling, I guess, moderately better or whatever, but selling better than PS3 did, and even PS1, which isn't really surprising. Mm-hmm. But that's all relative because there's stiff competition now with, with iPad and yeah, the smart devices changed. and 3DSs. So people have to understand that these numbers are relevant, and if Japan's home market, which, as I wrote in another piece, is enamored by the PSP, isn't interested in the Vita like we thought it was, that's a big problem you yeah. know um we want vita you know to to do well because we know it's 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 a great system we have it and we've been playing it um and i assume that eventually it will do okay but you know that remains to be seen adam yeah. writes into beyond at ign.com to ask you the question you just answered but he also proposed it to me in Goldfarb. with all the negative press about the playstation vita and its release in japan how concerned are you guys with the u.s release i'm curious to hear what each of you think the top issue is sony needs to address before the international launch thanks guys Goldfarb. I think right now, like, saying the 3DS is beating it, like, we just talked about Monster Hunter. Like, a brand new Monster Hunter's out. It's, it's sold over a million copies already. And that's the thing like, to remember, that Monster Hunter just came out on the 3DS right before the Vita launch. Right, exactly. So, like, I think it, it's sort of, like, a, a weird timing thing. And, and I think it's kind of unfair to say, like, the 3DS is beating the pants off it right now because there are so many factors in that. And also, like, the, the Vita lineup is amazing, the launch lineup. And it, it's sort of leaning towards western like i i mean uncharted does fine in japan but like the fact that it's launching with an uncharted game is a way bigger incentive to american and uh i think even european buyers than it is to a japanese buyer so like i i, I think you know i i think it can be evened out with games personally so are you worried at all about the u.s release not um, that you worry i mean you're not sony what do we care i'm sweating i'm freaking out the, the best traffic playstation does is when the network's down so <laughs> <laughs> when everyone no i mean i i think it'll pick up steam i i think um i was worried about the 3ds for a while totally and, and that completely bounced back so i have yeah. in the vita i think that's the whole point right because remember when we were all talking about how the 3ds was dead and then two mario a mario game a mario kart game a zelda and then you know pe- it's back on track now people don't care yeah and it's um it's so weird like it's so hard to judge early hardware sales because there's of course. like so many there are so many factors that play into it like um here it could even do well by next Christmas, you know, like there's even if it doesn't do well in February, like it could still pick up steam. I mean, so. and that's the thing I keep telling people too is like when people are asking me about how it's gonna sell at the US launch, I don't think it's gonna sell well. I don't think it's gonna sell terribly, don't get me wrong. But I think it's I think you're very much in a wee situation of the hardcore people who are totally like, oh, this looks great, are going to buy it for what they want to play. They want to play Uncharted. I want to play Mod Nation Racers. You want to play these games, and then you're going to show it to a friend, and they're going to see, oh, wow, okay, wait, I can do this, that, and the other, and like, oh, there's an Uncharted game. That's when they get motivated to go out and buy, if they want to go out and buy. I, I think the bigger thing is that if it doesn't do well, or if it only does okay, it, the bigger fear is future dedicated handhelds, because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. like this, if this doesn't do well, I can't imagine that we'll see too many more dedicated handhelds in the future. Yeah. You got anything to say about the U.S. launch there, Chief? I don't know, man. I got a lot to say about the Vita. Yeah, I I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I think the, I honestly think the biggest problem that they need to fix is actually the marketing. Um, well, like I wrote in my piece about that I just put up this week on IGN Vita about the perfect storm or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, one thing that was really telling to me, and some people agreed in the comments and some people didn't, is that no one cared that I was playing Vita when I was in public. Um, and when I, like, without fail, really, when I break out a PSP or a DS in years past, like, that, that starts a conversation with someone that interests someone, they want to know what you're playing. I was playing Vita, this beautiful Vita, you know, like, in an airport terminal, e- eating food at a counter, on the plane. Dudes next to me, our age, didn't even look at it twice, like, didn't care, you know, like, and it didn't even really hit me until I was coming back. I'm like, wow, like, there's just no, you know, there's no, uh, no one knows this, what this thing even is. You well, know? And, and, and it's a few months out, and the enthusiast knows. It's been in the, NGP was announced a year ago. I mean, we, we know what it is, but 
they have to start marketing this thing now. I have an inkling, a feeling that they have a Super Bowl commercial, and if and if and if they do, that would be huge, and that's a really big step. They need to start making people aware of the Vita. The Vita will sell itself. When is the Super Bowl this year? Uh, February sixth, maybe. That's way too late, though. Man, they need to get going. I don't know. It's fe- the release is February twenty second. I think it's okay. They do need to get going sooner. We need to start seeing billboards and all those things. But the the pro- it's a multifaceted problem because you know. I think that they have to nip the memory card thing in the bud. I think they made themselves look really bad by keeping so many cards close to their chest. They're so still long. doing that. And what they, it, how much? Do, how, officially, how much does three G cost? What What is this AT and T plan? There's been plenty of rumors that I've seen posted. People apparently have walked into AT and T stores who have been told, and I'm sure it went like this: uh, I have a Vita. What's three G plan? What's a Vita? Oh, it's this thing. We're doing that. Oh, uh, it's probably like the iPad pricing. Okay, thanks. And I'm, uh, it's like. They're yeah. not – They specifics are so hard to come by on this Vita. And that's why the Vita Guide at Vita.IGN.com is doing so well in the fact that I just – it's an open wiki that you can come in. You click on it. You ask your question. And then I, I fool around with the Vita and get you an answer if possible. Yeah, they definitely need details. Like uh, there, this wasn't mentioned in the Roper Report, but um, Amazon – thought the oh, 3G yeah. Vita was canceled because like apparently a, a certain amount of time had elapsed that they hadn't heard anything and hadn't updated that product listing. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. Like it, it's insane how long that uh has probably been in their database with no updates. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I just think that Sony's somewhat in an emergency mode right now with Vita because they like we said, everything's relative, right? Like yeah. everyone was talking about, you know, 3DS had a slow start and all those things. A lot of people in the comments, a lot of people were mad at me messaging me and stuff. Uh, the the 3ds still sold much much better than the Vita did when it launched, and it was still considered a shitty launch. So with all those things, and you know, because it was something like 350 thousand or 360 thousand in its first week, and then 250 thousand in its second week, yeah. not 300, no, not 350 thousand, and then 70 thousand, you know, and then 40 thousand. That wasn't even remotely the arc on the sales of the 3ds, and it, the 3ds sales were still considered bad. I will give Nintendo credit. You know, those guys are wily, man. Like, I really learned my lesson with, with underestimating them. I, I know when I wrote my piece and I said, you know, Nintendo's probably not going to be a factor, I was wrong. Because because those guys are smart. And and they knew, you know, what what a coup they threw, man. They, re- they, they knew what they were doing. They released Monster Hunter and two Mario games in the same month that the Vita was coming out. Yeah. Like, an overwhelming reason to make people buy a 3DS was a brilliant move. It was absolutely yeah. a brilliant move. But, you know, they can't rely on those things forever. Well, I, and that, I really do think the, three, the 3DS lineup is not as strong as the Vita lineup going forward. And yeah, a lot of people got really mad at me for saying that. But when you look at a lot of those games, like Luigi's Mansion, like, really? Like, that's what I'm supposed to be excited about? I want to play... I want to play a shooter. I want to play a great strategy game. I want to play a great Metroid. RPG. Yeah. You know, th- those games are good, and, and and first party strength is what Nintendo's strength is, and I would never deny that. But that doesn't appeal to me. You know, so I I think that the games thing will sort itself out. But product awareness is going to be really important, I think, for Vita going forward. It's it's the same argument, not the same argument, but it's an interesting case study you've seen so many times before. Is that for some reason Nintendo can rely on and succeed by just relying on tentpole franchises. And meanwhile, the PlayStation, the PSP in the past, right, would put out a God of War game, would put out, you know, a Resistance game. And these are franchises that are big to the PlayStation community, but not to the general public at large, right? Not to people who would be enough to be like, oh, yeah, I loved Resistance 2. I'll try Resistance Retribution. You don't see that same trade-off where somebody's like, I loved Mario on NES. Sure, I'll buy a 3DS and try Mario Land. It's like, wow, that's weird. That's why I think uh, one of the strengths of the Vita is that it, you know, it does have all the PSN access. It does have like, you know, potentially apps and cool stuff that the, the 3DS doesn't have. Which is why I think they should just drop the price. Just like swallow your pride, drop the price now, and let it be. Because you know, at E3 when they announced it at 250, um, everyone was like, "Oh, what shit. a great like, price! That's, yeah. yeah, same price as the 3DS. How is Nintendo going to handle it?" Yeah. And then Nintendo dropped the price, and like now 
you know, we have that that uh, difference that I expected. You know, that it's like what an eighty dollar difference between the two systems. Yeah, it's like one sixty, um, right? For one seventy. I think it's yeah. I think one seventy or one eighty. One sixty nine ninety nine. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think if Sony were to just drop the price, let it like that would suck, and I'm sure they would be taking a big loss. But like honestly, like that's the way to move that system is to I make mean, it like holy shit, this has GPS. This is like um, I can get it with three G. I can do all these things I can't do with the three DS, and it's the same price. But yeah. until you have that part of the equation, I don't think it'll. Well, I mean, you write the whole problem with that though is that there's still the memory card problem. Is yeah. The fact that this thing still like that's the big like that was the one that I thought out of all the things you talked about in your sinking ship article, Colin, the thing they needed to take away was putting a four gig stick in the box. Yeah. Just do what you did with the PSP, where you gave them thirty two megabytes of uh, you know memory, and you're like, go ahead. And it came with uh, I think when I bought my PSP, I got a you got a Spider-Man. case, you got a strap. Oh yeah, you got Spider Man UMD. Yeah. yeah, and you got a memory card. Yeah, and this have, one's just the system. That's the thing. Power the, that's the thing. I I don't think the price. I I think the price cut is a really bad idea, personally. Just because, not yet. Because shows weakness. Yeah, because it's not even yeah. out anywhere yet. You can't drop the price already. You know, you can't do that. We have to keep in mind too that that Japanese consumers are paying a lot more for Vita than we're going to be paying. They're paying somewhere more like a hundred dollars more for a three G model, and probably fifty to sixty dollars more for the Wi Fi model. Yeah. Just based on the strength and or lack thereof of the yen versus the dollar. Um, so they're actually paying more money. So it's actually more expensive than it is going to be here, too. So I don't want to un- underestimate those things. And I don't want to underestimate something Andrew said, too, which is that th- th- these games really do appeal to a Western market. Like, Uncharted is a big deal in the United States, and it is a big deal in Europe. And Sony is a big deal in Europe in general. So I think Vita's going to do fine, and we're not sounding the alarms. We're just saying... You know, I don't think I don't think the price drop is what needs to happen. They just need to say like, here's a memory card and here's a little deviance or something. Put it in the same box and send it out. You know, and, and the problem is it's too late for that, right? You can't change the SKUs you already have out there. You can't. Re- I'm sure they're already being packaged as we speak. Sure, you know but, I mean? they, like, but they could still sell, they could still like in, in in you know encourage retailers to give you those things for free or whatever. Uh, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, to me, it's not like it has to go in a box. It has to have a little deviance logo on and stuff like that. But just be like, go buy a Vita. You'll get a memory card. You'll get a little deviance. Two hundred fifty bucks. You know, that's it. Two hundred fifty bucks plus tax. You don't have to. It's not two hundred fifty dollars plus tax for the Vita, and then another forty dollars for the memory card, and then twenty dollars for a little deviance and all those things. It's yeah. like, well, just so it's basically the same difference without it's swallowing your pride without saying we're cutting the price already because we're that scared. Because yeah. frankly, it worked for Nintendo. They had the ambassador program and the price drop, but when they did that, everyone's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" You yeah. know, yeah. like already you're already dropping the price of it. Yeah. Um. I, so I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that that would be the solution yet. Although I do expect we'll see a price drop probably by the end of the year. Long time Beyond Listener, Delicious Treats writes in, Your piece analyzing the Vita launch was spot on, but it feels like Nintendo has won the mass market based off of niche value. <laughs> you like that? No, yeah, thanks. Niche <laughs> features built around younger markets, motion controls for Wii, 3D for 3DS. Is Sony making a mistake by not trying to market the Vita as a more powerful option for your kids to play with a rear touch screen your kids will love? And what one thing can Sony do? I'm sorry. What one thing can Sony do if they expect to sell this platform beyond the hardcore Sony community. I don't think you should be marketing it to kids. I think no, that's I the whole problem that I had, right? Every time we talk about when if we could turn back time, and if I was in charge of PlayStation, at GDC I come out and I don't announce Move, I come out and say, everybody can go off in this casual direction. The PlayStation brand is the brand for gamers. And you make your stand on that. And that, that's what I think they should be doing here. Is in, but it all comes down to marketing and getting the word out and showing that we have an Uncharted. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't there... Com- how many God, how many freaking weeks did we live with the Uncharted subway commercial? You know what I mean? Get Let's get Vita out there. Get it somewhere where people are seeing it and understanding that there's an Uncharted there. That there's a Mod Nation Racers. That there's, you know, a new Luminous. All yeah, this stuff. The, 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 the mar- I mean, really, it comes down to something we've talked about for a long time, which is PlayStation marketing is 
terrible. terrible. It's fucking terrible. I don't understand how bad it like how how it could be that bad. I don't I don't understand like Kevin Butler is brilliant. They use him in every in, in the wrong way completely. It's all these internet things that no one cares about. PlayStation fans will find it. No one else will care. Yeah. You see stuff like the Uncharted thing. That Resistance commercial is fucking infuriating. You yeah. know. And, you know, they're focusing on all the wrong things. Like, how bad do you want... It's like the PS3 baby commercials. It's like, what are you doing? You know? It's a PlayStation. Show the games. Tell people why they need it because it's a Blu-ray player and it goes on the PSN and you can have Netflix and all the... Why aren't there Netflix PS3 commercials? You know? Yeah. Why aren't there commercials for that football package? Or in (laughs) Canada, why why aren't (laughs) The football package costs a million dollars. It does, but, like, that's compelling to some people. Some people will pay that, you know? Why... You know, I use use NHL Game Center almost every day. It's like, why why aren't there commercials like that running in Canada and and northern the United States? You know, they don't market well at all. I don't understand how that, like, why they don't understand that that's the problem. When you have Kevin Butler running around with a, with a, a move, you know, on a horse with yeah, a yeah. move for resistance, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, and on the PS3 side, they especially should be advertising that because now Xbox is advertising all the UFC and the on-demand stuff, and they're getting HBO Go. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the Harrison Ford thing is a great example of just, like, a total misfire. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't know. If you're not following it yet, if you Google um, crazy Japanese Harrison Ford commercial on IGN, you'll find it. It's also on Vita.IGN.com. But there's this commercial of, and it's Harrison Ford for, the, like, you know, three-fourths of the commercial, staring with the Vita, turning it back and forth, making faces. And then he knocks over his table, and then they show, like, two seconds of Uncharted footage. And it's like, that's what, why, I mean, maybe that's a different market. That's how it sells over there, but. Well, clearly not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean clearly not. You know, like. The thing is, is that the Japanese consumer is not fickle either. Like they, they, they. If anything, it's the opposite. They, they like what they like. You yeah. Know? And the fact that they're not buying the Vitas is, is a bad. It's a bad sign. I mean, no matter what, no matter how you spin it, it's a really bad sign. So, um, can it be picked up? Is is it doom and gloom? Is it over for Vita? No, Vita's gonna have a long life, and there's gonna be plenty of great games on it. It's just a matter of like how well it does and like what kind of market penetration it gets. And I think, like I said in the beginning, and I just said, it starts with marketing, and they need to market better. They need to market much, much better. Yeah, it I can't, also think it can't they be need that hard. To, they need to add a PlayStation Move support immediately to the Vita. No, that's the wrong thing, Gold Farm. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this too, just straight up. Yeah. That, and I've said it a million times, and I really believe it more than ever. They need to market it uh, at least partially as a as a, a complement to your PS3. They need to, they oh, need yeah. to market them together. They need to bundle them together. They need to sell them together. That's another and, thing they had a problem. With. They should have thought through is the launching with something that is a big game not just wipeout or whatever that can go back and forth like i mean imagine if they had right out of the gate um, um, and i know this is doesn't work timing wise but madden where buy madden on ps3 and take your season on the road and don't lose a step and be able to do everything while you're on the plane and come home and re-up you know change the file around like that transfer it if you will mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean the show is doing something similar which is cool yeah but the show and the show is by far probably you know, it's by far the most popular baseball game in the world, and one of the finest sports games in the world. Yeah. But again, that's a PlayStation brand, so you have to make people more aware of it. The thing is, is that the show for baseball hardcore fans is a reason that they would buy a Vita. They would buy a Vita, and they would buy a PS3 to play to have an experience like that. Yeah. So they just need to be smart about it. And they're just they're not being smart. But again, it's it's very early. It's not out in Europe and North America yet. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure Uncharted is going to do very well. Um, for a Vita game, we don't. I was going to say, I think it'll do well. I don't think, yeah. I mean, and we don't know. I don't know. We might never know how games sell digitally, you know. And that's going to be another problem too. Yeah, a point nine two attach rate per software sold at retail in Japan means that people are buying games online, which yeah. means that the, the more than ever. The the the, uh, the numbers are going to be skewed, and we're not going to know quite how anything sells unless they tell us. But you you never like that's the thing with Sony like they're never transparent with sales numbers anyway. So like I I don't think we would will even know the physical title the numbers for a while either. Yeah, you're probably right. So that's that. I mean, I'm anxious to see more. I'm 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 really anxious for people to get their hands on Vita. It's really good. 
and no, and, that's and that's the thing. And that's oh, the no, disappointing we're just part. Beating about the horse now, yeah. Well, but that's what's so crazy is like, despite everything we just said, I'm still so excited to get it. Like, I mean, I don't know. I am excited to play Uncharted. I am excited for Katamari and Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna buy like four or five games with the winning comes. Exactly. Out. It's one of those things where as much, yeah, as much as there's doom and gloom on the site, we get a lot of that too. It's like people still, oh, should I cancel my period? I'm like, no, dude. If it, if this interests you, if those games sound great to you, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, don't. I wouldn't cancel. Uh, there's a question in here. Let me find it. Hold on. Hold on. Well, basically, it was saying if we didn't work here, if we didn't work in the industry, would we still buy? Would we pre-order and buy a Vita? Am I, I mean, overwhelmingly, yes. For an yep. Uncharted, for a Mod Nation, for a new Luminous, hell yes, yeah. I'd buy that. Dude, there's 35 launch window titles. That is insane. That is, like, the best launch. I, I, I really can't think of a single launch. No, there is. I mean, there isn't. I mean, in terms of, like, games, like, number of games coming out, you'd have to go back to, like, NES. Right. To, to find, and, and certainly a lot of those games weren't of the high quality that a lot of these games are. I mean, Escape Plan looks awesome. Uh, Gravity Rush looks awesome. Uh, Resist, uh, Resistance, you know, hopefully will come out this year. Maybe we'll learn more about Killzone. I yeah. mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. Plus, all these PSN games. Ruin looks Ruin, Ruin is, is yeah, awesome. Ruin, I'm sold on Ruin. I'm totally sold. I played Ruin and, and it's it's great. Uh, you know, the Wipeout's really cool, especially with the, like the crossplay. We I did play it on, like you know I played it on PS3 and Clements played it on Vita and we played it at the same time. It's really cool stuff. But again, like the, will they will they market it properly? God only knows. Yeah. It's cool too because like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom has like separate touch controls with it and stuff. Like it looks really good. And that's not even to mention like there's going to be a Bioshock game eventually. Like there's a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I'm still optimistic. I say totally. stick with it. Yeah. Yep. All right, that was a Roper report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colin, yes, the Vita doesn't come out for like another month and a half. Yeah. So if I just wanted to walk down to my mom and pop shop and buy something to kill time, what games could I get in the game store? Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. Do, 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 do. There you go. God <laughs> damn, it's good to have a kid in here who knows what's up. Um, nothing on PS3 as far as I can tell. Well, all right. Uh, well. Nothing on PSP either. Nothing on PS2. Uh, PSN, though. TNT Racers. Uh, NFL Blitz. Darksiders Digital um, is out. Darksiders is cool. And uh, the only thing I saw in DLC that was interesting was res- there was some free Resistance 3 DLC you might want to look into. Skins mm-hmm. and weapons. Mm-hmm. Has that uh, 12 for 12 or whatever happened No, that, that, uh, that happens in the middle of the month. We don't even know what game the games are yet. But they're, 12 for 12 will be 12 PSN games. We don't know what they are yet. Uh, 50% off for PlayStation Plus. So that's pretty cool. Oh, and if you have PlayStation Plus right now, all the Siphon Filter games on PS1 are free, and uh, Swords and Soldiers is free. Great game. Swords and Soldiers, Swords and Soldiers is a great game. Totally. Yeah. It's tough. With or without move. Yeah, it's tough, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Um, Goldfarb. Yes. If I didn't want to leave my house, and I wanted to go to the digital storefront, what came out this week? Oh, I just God. said what came yeah, out. Yeah, that was what right, you fine. just did. Well, I just wanted to give Goldfarb something to say. Oh, okay. Throw him a bone, but whatever. Bone taken away from you. Uh, I didn't want any. All right, fine, good. <laughs> uh, this part's where we talk about Topic of the Week, but Topic of the Week's been Vita. Yeah, that was Topic of the Week. Yeah, so you just, you, and it, this has been a great show already. You can mm-hmm. get a whole bunch of fat Vita news in there. We can talk about that nine-minute video you made on how to change PSN accounts. Thank you for bringing that up, because <laughs> Charlie Gadsden writes in to Beyond at IGN.com, and he says, Hey, Beyond, I just finished watching Greg's How to Switch PSN Accounts on the PlayStation Vita video, and I noticed that the Vita... I noticed... I noticed the Vita felt compelled to spam him over and over again with hint pages. Is there a way to deactivate all those pesky hints, or will they always pop up for as long as I have my Vita? Charlie, they are a one-time use thing. It's when the Vita's first turned on and you start using the Vita, they pop up with all those hints. And if you're not following, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there was all this talk about how many PSNs can a Vita support. For a while, we thought it was all just tied to one memory card. It'd be great and be perfect. And then they were like, no, it's tied to the system, too. There was a lot of confusion. 
So the basic thing is that me and Colin could own one Vita and then own two memory cards with our PSN profiles on it. I'd be playing on it, and then I'd give it to him. And what he would have to do is wipe the system, basically deactivate my account from it, set it back to factory you know, defaults, and then put his memory card in once he's rebooted. So, Charlie, the video you're watching, I've just cleared the Vita's you know, settings. It, it thinks it's a brand new system. That's why it's giving me all those hints again. When you buy a Vita for the first time, it'll give you all those hints the first time. And once you close them, you don't see them again, unless you told it to. So, fret not. You're going to be okay. I think watching that video, it seems like the bigger problem is that intro movie. Like that yeah, seems like that, the thing that's exactly more like that. It's funny because that video goes on for I think like eight minutes, right? And it's like everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's so unreasonable." First off, I doubt many people are doing this. I doubt it that I, many people are switching it. out cards like this. And even if they were, if if you're not talking to a camera and showing everything, it goes way quicker. Because like I did it, yeah, right before I left for work. And you know, the whole thing, the whole holdup is waiting for that stupid video to finish because you can't skip yep. it. The intro video that you'll love the first time you see it, but if you have to do it more than once. You will not like it. Charlie had a follow-up question. Uh, Greg has mentioned on a few podcasts that he's been playing some, or at least one, D- 3DS game. Has he indeed bought a 3DS, or is it borrowed? It's totally borrowed. I stole it from Rich George's desk, and I just said, because he's got a million of them. I was like, I'm going to keep this until you need it. And he said, great. And I said, cool. And now I'm just waiting for Luigi's you Mansion. You said great, and you know? I say cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've been street passing with you every day. Yeah, yeah. I stopped bringing it in. Now, once, once the Vita showed up, I was like, well, I'm done. Yep. Uh, and I mean, once Lumina shows up, man. It's over for so, me. And then Mod Nation Racers, jeez Louise. Until Animal Crossing comes on 3DS, and then you're back in it, right? Oh, totally. Christ. Yeah, I can't wait to come over and plant my peach in your uh, yard or whatever. Whoa, what does that mean? In <laughs> Animal Crossing, exactly you get free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one more uh, question here about Vita, or at least one more technical question about Vita. Jay writes in, I'm planning to get the Vita, currently leaning towards 3G, and I'm dreaming about maybe getting a second one. My wife is an avid gamer, and we spend most of our free time on the PS3. If we both had Vitas... That would be awesome. However, the question is, burning in my mind, would we have to buy two copies of every PSN game if we just wanted to share one Vita or if we had two Vitas? Jay, if you both bought Vitas, right, and then you, if you just use your PSN account, you can have two two Vitas tethered to your PSN account. So you could go on both Vitas and activate them for uh, downloadable games so you could download them. You activate them for videos and you activate them for movies, or I'm sorry, for games. You can have two game accounts acted. So... Technically, if you wanted to do it that way, one Vita or two Vitas, one account, you could. You just have to switch memory cards for specific things. But you could always go into account management and download whatever downloadable game you had, and you'd be all set. So I'm actually that. I'm surprised to hear someone write in and say they're getting the 3G one. Like I just don't I'm, see the I'm still it. getting it. Like I'm, my, my, here's the appeal for for me is that. I think Nier's a good idea. I like Nier as far as like checking it. Like it's it's a goofy. It's like Foursquare without me trying because it, mm. it'll automatically check if I leave it on the background. It'll just cycle through and pinpoint where I am, and I can set a private zone so it doesn't show my house and everything like that. And with Wi-Fi, I can't do it as well because I have to know the networks. Like I can't. Like yesterday, I went to Sony because I was on the uh, official blogcast that's up today too. So go listen to that today. And uh, I was there, and I I got there, and I was like, oh, I want to. I wonder if they have a pack. If they have a gift item here. If there's something cool for doing it. So I broke it out, and I started near. And then near's like, oh wait, I, I we need to find a Wi-Fi network. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. You know what I mean? Like I forgot yeah. about that. Whereas with 3G, I like that it's pinging it right there. My my argument for getting it too, and this is just me because I'm you know fat rich white guy it's only 50 bucks you know maybe one day there will be a cool feature maybe there will be one game i don't i'm not i don't necessarily have to have an at&t contract when i'm using it so it's like i can buy the system for 50 bucks just to have it in case something cool happens one day and then when something cool happens one day i can buy you know oh yeah i'll do what hopefully if it's month for month you know 20 bucks one month or whatever and be set to go 
Okay. I that's that my argument. argument. That's, no, that's my good. argument. Yeah, okay. That was, that was good. Colin, does that fly with you? Does that pass mustard? Yeah, it makes sense. I'm not buying 3G, but that, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Do you like being a monster? Yes. Okay. Hunter. Oh. oh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Can't wait to plant my peach in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get a chance to do that in here. All right, let's get some non-meter questions up here. Okay. Uh, this guy has a crazy name, and he wrote in phonetically with like the dashes and everything. So I'm, I'm going to say it here for you. Uh, Tay mess gen geb ray egg zeb ear fez ha zion. It's the one right below the red uh, lines. Okay, you can't miss it. You you can give it to me. Wow, I, that is a crazy name. I, I'm not making this one up. Tesmuskin 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 geb ray egg zeb ear fez ha zion. There you go. Wow. I'm just gonna call him Tez. Jeez, that's a that's an intense name. Tomes, I'll call him Tomes. Yeah, that's good. Tomes writes in beyond beyond beyond. I wanted to write in about something that Greg and Ryan mentioned around Mass Effect two times and last episode about Skyrim. It was that you guys like to play as female characters. I was wondering why you two felt that way, and do you, Colin, prefer to be the male lead? I remember after you said that, I tried playing Mass Effect two as a female, and I thought it was weird. This is because when it came to pursuing the romance option, uh, option, I felt no connection between me and my character when trying to get the male crew member as i did when i was a male person trying to get a female thing uh so real quick clements is in here so i'll answer for him he can just sign off on my answer i play as females yes because i think women are attractive and i don't think there's enough strong female leads in games and so it's one of those things where i like seeing a female character also in mass effect 2 i think that female shepherd outclasses commander shepherd or whatever male shepherd in voice acting just runs rings around him i think he's the the he version of shepherd sounds so stilted where she sounds so great and so it's just one of those things that i like playing as that character and i mean i of course ended up romancing garris so it's i'm not like like, I, I went for I, I kept going for Jacob, and then Jacob just kept putting me off because I, w- I didn't understand that I wouldn't have sex until right before the mission happened. So I got mad at Jacob, and then I started cheating on him with Gares. Uh So yeah, it's mainly just because one, I it's one of those things. Like, I don't know. I feel like I have enough Nathan Drake, and I have enough Cole, and I have enough male protagonists to look at. I like creating a female one and seeing what that's all about. I've done it for a long time now because I never make myself in third person games. Or first-person yeah. ones, I guess, in the same thing. No, I never do that either. It, it's weird because, uh, yeah, Jennifer Hill is really, really good as Female Shepherd, and um, that's actually the only game I've done that in. That was the only game where really? I tried. I did one playthrough as a as a female character. Um, I, I'm weird though with characters. Like I, you know, I love when a storyline's immersive. I love the idea of like being that character. But honestly, I never, even as a kid, would name the character like my name. Like I would always do the default name in every game. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Mass Effect, though, I think it's kind of cool because it, it's one of the first experiences where either one of them, you know, feels like the default character. Like, like female Shepard is totally awesome and is totally cool to follow. Like, it's not just like a female avatar. It's actually like a whole different experience, which I thought was cool. Real quick aside before we get Colin away in on this matter. Uh, and this is a crazy one. I, I admit it. I'm going to play Mass Effect 3 on 360. I, I've tried repeatedly. Oh, you don't want to do another playthrough. I've tried repeatedly starting another character in order to recreate my character on PS3, and I just can't do it. Like I just cannot get it how I want it, and I I lose interest because I don't know what's going to happen. Like I'm alright, so it's, I just can't do it. So I'm just and I I like my character so much in Mass Effect Two. No, yeah, I don't blame you. I'm actually um, for some reason that's like the one save file on 360 that you can't copy to a uh, flash drive, uh-huh. and I'm like so paranoid about my save. <laughs> like I'm terrified. 
Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I would, I would. It would be so awful to like try and start like without your actual character. Like, yeah. No, I mean, I guess I could do it. I could just make her look the same, and because uh, it's not like I even remember my choices. I guess I don't know. Whatever. I, I had everybody survive, so that was cool. And yeah. I guess I want to see what would happen with my. But I would imagine that's the default. Like when you get Mass Effect Three, I would assume it starts you with everyone alive. Yeah. Like if you don't have. A I'll look into file. it a bit. I'll look into it a bit. Uh, Colin, male versus female protagonists. Well, I have no problem. Oh, like in games like that, I always play as a male. Um, for the re- you know for the immersive reasons or whatever, I don't want to play like when I think of an RPG like a, like a ensemble RPG like Final Fantasy VI or whatever. And, and, you know, there's Celis and, and Terra and all these female characters. Well, like you're observing them and like their element with other characters. But when you're playing as like a first person or a third person character that is basically you and you're making the choices and the decisions, not just going through the motions. To me, it's, it feels more immersive to play as a male. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. It's not that like I I am uncomfortable playing as a female. It's just, no, no, uh, no, no one's no one's projecting that. On you. Yeah, but it's just like I don't. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, uh, I don't want to play as a female in those kinds of games. Unless okay. like you're, it's a female. Like unless like in Dead Space Three, it's like a female character, and that's who you play as, and that's yeah. like or in Bioshock. You know, um, uh, I guess Bioshock Infinite's uh, character is a female, right? Uh, well, you're well, no, Booker. you're your man. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a man. Booker. Well, you're you're just... t- trying to take care of Elizabeth. Oh, okay, exactly. Stuff. And her okay. big boobs. Right? No, that's yeah. not what it's about. Gold Farm. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, IGN if you don't so Fallout, Fallout, Mass Effect, those kinds of games, yeah, I always you know, play as a male. Well, and I'm sure you're excited for uh, Final Fantasy 13 too, and to be Lightning and her sister. Kill myself to play Final Fantasy 13 too. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, Andrew Prima, the heir to the Prima Guide's fortune, writes in uh, with 2011 now in the books, and actually reminds me, uh, M Dog 20 sent in the results of our 2011 predictions. I have I have them here, but we'll wait till Clement's yeah, here because yeah, yeah, yeah. we want, got to make predictions for next year too or this mm-hmm. year. Anyways, 2011 now in the books. I was wondering which game of the past year most affected all of you. That doesn't necessarily mean which game was your favorite, but rather which one left you with such a profound impact. For me, it was Infamous 2. The sequence between um, uh, plug out your I guess there's no spoilers here. Anyway, the sequence between Cole and Zeke in the bad ending still haunts me six months later. Uh, so that was a good. We one. talked a great deal about that on the on the spoiler cast. So Google spoiler, infamous two spoiler cast. If you want to know more about that one, um, I sprung this on you guys. Uh, so I'll go. Uncharted I three, awesome game. Uh, touched me in a lot of ways. I totally dug it. and I was totally into it. But I think as far as maybe being affected by a game, I, and this is one of the reasons I love Dead Space two so much. Uh, Dead Space two, just watching. And I'm spoiling this game too, but you're way late to the party on this. Uh, you know, Isaac go through his like mental breakdown and like that that's what i talk about in that review and that is so loved on reddit and i talk about whenever i talk about that game is the fact that for me it was one of those really awesome moments to see a character still affected by the first game you know i mean nathan drake kills a million pirates and never bats an eyelash and isaac saw the most fucked up shit for this entire first game and now is totally broken down to the point of being in a psychiatric facility and seeing this ghost in his head and having conversations and like when he sits down at the very end of that game it's and like like he just sits down you know what i'm talking about he sits down at the end of the game it was like this weight on me you know what i mean of like wow like this is how it's gonna end and stuff like that so Death Space 2 go for him um, I have a few. Like, there's no way I could say one. Like, um, affected, are we saying, like, emotionally? Like, things that made me Whatever you, whatever, and... whatever brings you, to, whatever affected means to you. Um, like, this sounds weird, but Portal 2, honestly, like, was so rewarding to me every time I solved puzzles and stuff. Uh-huh. That, like, felt so good. And honestly, like, that game had a story. That blew me away by the end of that game that there was, like, actually a story to it. So, like, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, Uncharted 3. Like, um, I, I won't say anything spoilery but there's something that happens at the end that like totally hit me very hard um when i thought it was happening um <laughs> uh what else uh batman i really liked um i'm just talking about games i like now that's fine <laughs> that's cool yeah you're done you're i done. like 
Batman. You sound <laughs> sweet. You sound sweet. Uh, Colin, what do you got? The two games that come to mind for me, uh, one is Catherine, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I think uh, it affected you. Ah! Catherine was one of those games that I played where I was like, this game is fucking awesome, and it's really special. It's a special game, and playing through it for the first time and experiencing that story and like those characters and how the game goes and like how unexpected the twists and turns are is like... That's like really a special game. It's one. That's an interesting one to call out because in Catherine, or like I've been like comparing Catherine to Skyrim, right? In Skyrim, I just look at the choice. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. Or even like you know the old Republic. Now I'm like, I just real quick and I go Catherine. I agonized over text messages. Like you know, you'd get a text from your girlfriend. I'd be like, man, she is being a bitch right now. And then, <laughs> so I start to put the you know jerk response. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to deal with this though. I won't have to deal with her yeah. if I do that. And like it, it became a real relationship of when you want to just tell somebody off. But you're like, but tomorrow then I'm gonna have to put up with that fight. And it's like that was really cool. That was a really cool part. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the gameplay is awesome and the anime sequences are cool, but like just the, the, the moments in the bar in between each dream sequence when you're dealing with your friends and that music, that haunting music just plays over and over again and you're learning more about the bartender and the waitress and like all your friends and like the problems they're going through and stuff. Like, it's just so – Catherine is really good. Yeah. And, and um, probably like, – I'm, I'm struggling with like – you know, like I said, my, my three games of the year are Infamous 2, Resistance 3, and Catherine. And Catherine is just – Everyone should play Catherine. It really yeah. is just one of those games. Like I understand it doesn't look like it's fun and it, to some people, and that it, it's got weird box art and all those things. But it's just a really special game. Um, so that's one. And the other is Resistance Three, uh, because I was waiting for it for such a long time as a huge Resistance fan, and how frankly profoundly disappointed I was by the ending. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the build up, like especially the beginning when we got the the build, like the early build. Over the summer, we played like the first four hours of the game, and I'm like, this game's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know? I, I like I knew that. I was like, this game is going to be really good. Like, it's really good. And, and when we got finally got past that part, and I won't get too spoilerific, but going, you know, you know, meeting up with other humans, for instance, and um, going to New York, and, and and it's very reminiscent of London in the first Resistance game. It's all snowy and like washed out and stuff like that. But then the way the game ended is what stuck with me, and how good and how special that game was, and how it's easily the best shooter of the year, easily. But the way it ended is just what stuck with me and really disappointing. And, and I hope, I hope and pray that's not the last one. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it probably is. So now I want to know how it ended. Well, if you'll find out, I guess. Chimera are all robots. Oh, Dr. It's Wally made them all. It's a Mega Man crossover. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a long show. This is a quick, quick answer to a quick question. Uh, Matt Western writes into beyond at IGN.com. Just like you can, please don't ever Twitter me asking me what the email address is. Cause that infuriates me. Beyond at IGN.com. <laughs> uh, Matt says, I'm applying to an unnamed competitor of IGN for an internship. The application requires three writing samples. Should I send them three reviews, or would they like some non-gaming-related articles I've written for my school's newspaper? Thanks, dude, Matt Western. Well, dude, uh, my, yeah, the, my quick response is reviews. Like, uh, if, you're, uh, if you've ever heard my story of getting hired at IGN, applied 12 times, rejected 12 times, and on the 13th time I applied and got hired, I got contacted and hired within 24 hours, and I asked them what was different this time, and they said this time I had experience. Because the first time around, all, the first 12, I had plenty of, I worked at a daily newspaper, I sent in daily news clips, and there'd be every, like, maybe three months, six months, four months, there'd be an article about games in there that I was able to squeak past an editor, but that shows that I can do something every three months, six months, four months. Whereas when I finally got hired within 24 hours, I had six months of a blog every day and then a column every week in a newspaper about video games. So I showed that I had a voice, I had an opinion, I knew what I was talking about. So always go with experience. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I also like the idea when I was applying, I started as freelancing for guides. Um, and I was sending Mark Ryan writing samples. I sent him one of each. So I sent him like um, 
a review I wrote. I sent him like a sort of mini walkthrough thing, and then also kind of like a feature, like top five list or something. Nice. So I think it's good to show that you have like are able to write everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And never be afraid just to pitch stuff too. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, throw out pitches. Colin, you got anything? No, not really. Just because I came from, uh, you know, I got in through technical writing, so yeah. it's, it's it's different. But you wrote right. a lot before then. You were all over GameFAQs. Yeah, That's the I thing. Wrote, Experience uh, is key. Yeah, I wrote about five megabytes of text before, which is an insane amount of text, uh, before uh, I became a freelancer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's similar in that way. I do have that, that catalog of FAQs on GameFAQs, uh, which I'm still very proud of. Okay. And I love going back and reading them sometimes. Uh, you can definitely tell I wrote them. <laughs> but, 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 uh, a lot of myriads in there but uh it's just three eleven references what, you know some I, tangents in the middle about politics yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny like when i when i go back like I, I read like my simon's quest faq or like mega man 3 or something like that things i wrote in like 10th grade yeah uh, i look i go back to them i'm like you know these aren't bad you know like i go back and they kind of cringe sometimes <laughs> and i'm like oh like like what was i writing like when i was 14 or 15 i'm like yeah that's not bad yeah all right yeah that's good my yeah. stuff's terrible everything i wrote last week's terrible Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond episode 221. Colin Goldfarb, thanks for joining me on this. It's been a journey. It's been a long journey. Remember, uh, IGN.com is our real job. That's what pays the bills and keeps these podcast mics on. So please go to IGN.com. Talk to your friends about IGN.com. Talk to your friends about Podcast Beyond. Uh, Of course, review us on iTunes. But also, if you you have gaming friends, mention the podcast to them. Let them try it. Show them the video of 200. There's plenty of stuff in there to get hooked on. Uh, beyond that, you should be beyond. You should be following us on Twitter. Uh, IGN is IGN. I am Game Over Greggy. G R E G G Y. Colin is no taxation. Goldfarb is a really dumb name that I can never remember. Every time I start trying to tweet at him, I gotta stop and think. It's like, <laughs> what is it? It's Garfep. G A R F E P. Any any? Can we lean on you to change that? You want to change that soon? Dark Knight um, of News. Uh, I'm good. Dark. Okay. <laughs> All right. That we might could, fit. Let's say it stands <laughs> for Greg. Always regrets. Fucking elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is perfect, and that's true. I do. That is a real regret of me. Uh, that's a real regret. Uh, normally, I'd co- toss it to Clements now, and he would play one of your songs and give you a long-winded intro about it. But uh, I, for- I always forget when Clements isn't going to be here, so I, for- I always don't have time to go through all the songs. So today, we're playing a Brian Eltano joint. Brian Eltano is, uh, of course, uh, some kind of he- uppity up with the features team. I forget his full title. Senior, Senior features, features editor, manager. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. He's also a, a funny dude, and he says he says brat brat, and he's on knocking boots and the comedy button and all that jazz. But he also makes music. His new album is Stick with Me, Robot. Robots. No, I think it's Robotobots. I, I was thinking I of Robotobots, and everyone's making fun of me. It's spelled R O B O T O B O T S. Robotobots. Robotobots, that's right. Robotobots is a better way to say it. Uh, it is, Altano's name isn't attached to it, so you just go to iTunes and search Robotobots. Uh, this is a track off of it called The Wings. We'll see you next Thursday. Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.